And if anybody step in my way, it goes down I'm down, I rock for my browns And if anybody step in the way, it goes down Welcome back to another Down with the brand Let's go Do it Here with your boys, Christian, Manny, Matt, and Eddie Columbia <laughs> Let's go Oh, we're just gonna get right into the thick of it. We got a little breaking news. Yes, as well. No, Jadavian Clowney has been missing in action. I want to tell and inform everybody that he is safe. Um, word is that he actually has been commissioning a Baker Mayfield statue in Norman, Oklahoma. Uh, details to follow and more on that as the uh, scandal unfolds. Um, but uh, yes, Mr. Jadavian Clowney to go break it to op-ed. Uh, guys. Does it really matter? Does it really matter? He's going to show up. He's going to be signed. He's going to play in games one, two, three, four. Don't get hurt. Five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve. All the way to 17. And he's a good player. And he doesn't want to be there now because that would mean he'd have to, to work. And veterans don't like to work. Um, mm-hmm. It's no different than anybody else. Um, so dude that thinks they want to break, you know, break Ed news on Twitter. First off, you're not Ed. You will never be Ed. And it really doesn't matter that you're not going to get your little story out before, you know, the people that you hate, like Tony Grossi and Mary Kay, get it out before you. And that's okay. The, the Twitterverse is going to continue to go round and round. And so we're a real life loser. So time to move on. And that's breaking news with a little op-ed news. <laughs> Great job. Break it. We love Great job. Always Great a pleasure job. to break at news. Yes. So, well, it uh, happens all the time, you know, I hear. <laughs> well, since we were talking about Jadavion Clowney, um, Let's just get into some Jadavion Clowney talks. So he's been signed for like what a month now, month and a half. Yeah, month and a half. So like, yeah. when are we actually going to get to hear pen to paper? Like I want it like done. I know you, as you just said, like it probably won't be for a while. Like when do you think it will happen? Like time period. I me it's yeah, start, uh, anybody. Uh, <laughs> uh, maybe the day before training camp. Um, not really sure what he's waiting for now. Everybody with the speculation is saying OTAs, you know, um, but in the past players have protested against it. You you know, they've opted out. I I mean, heck he could go there and just walk through like OTAs nowadays are nothing what they were, you know, five, six, seven years ago to where everybody's in helmets and shoulder pads. A lot of it is just going through the playbook um, and just organized. Like OTA isn't even a practice, essentially. It's organized team activity. So um, it's really hard to say even at this point. I'm not 100% confident he's coming back because it's just – I mean, if you're really waiting on that, uh, it. I mean, wouldn't you still sign by now? Wouldn't you, you know, kind of work something out with a team to where, you you know, you don't – you're technically on the roster, but – you know, you're not really participating. It, it just doesn't make a whole lot of sense. Um, and to me, I'm getting at the worried point because drafts on Thursday. So, and as much as AB has came out and said, you know, this does not affect our thought process and what what we think going through into the draft. Um, it's really hard to not believe, like, it, it's really hard to believe that. Come on. You have one of the best edge rushers in the league in Javion Clowney pair with your best best defensive player miles garrett mm-hmm. you need that on your team you need somebody that can line up opposite of him because without jjv and clowny and granite you, you know i can say a lot of good things about chase winovich and what he provides you know as a rusher but 
outside of him, I, I mean, you got very few, uh, like, in terms of just starts. I, I mean, uh, across even at, like, defensive tackle, there's nobody in that room right there that has more than four starts outside of um, Sheldon Day. Yeah. And the next up is Jordan Elliott with four starts. And it's just – when you don't have a player like Jadeve and Clowney, you're going to go into the draft and you have to address that immediately. You know, whether it you beef up defensive tackle or you beef up the def, uh, defensive end position, you need somebody outside of Miles Garrett that can make plays along the defensive line, make plays consistently, and not just be like a rotational player. So, um, I mean, that's what that means for me. So it's, it's extremely nerve-wracking just getting down to it because it's just – I mean, once Penn hits the paper, I'll feel so much better. But right now, it just kind of seems up in the air to me. What would so for me? It's interesting about the when of signing, and you know, like like when is going to be breaking news. And I think, uh, I think for me, it, I I even called Christian in the car when he was driving home from Cleveland. I, I it just popped into my head. But what if the Browns are actually? It's kind of a smokescreen. They're not releasing that information yet. Uh, that they've signed with Jadavion Clowney so that the other 31 teams in the NFL kind of get this kind of uh, inkling that, you know, hey, maybe at 44 they're going to go edge because they don't have Jadavion Clowney. Maybe the Browns want to pick a wide receiver at 44. So I'm kind of – this is kind of a question for the room, but how likely do you think that that's a possibility? Because, again, I, I know the concern. I know there's a lot of people who say, you know, go detackle, go detackle, but – I've been in the camp that said, hey, well, if we have Jadavion Clowney, why is there such a rush to get a D tackle at 44? You know, when, you know, if, if there's if there's a guy who, in the wide receiver room with a lot of talent in this class who falls to uh, 44, maybe the Browns can come snag him with other teams thinking that, oh, no, they're going edge, they're going edge. So I, I think maybe this is a question for everybody, if you can answer that, you know, do you think that that's a possibility that there is a smokescreen? Because this is the NFL draft. Everybody, we already heard this George Pickens news coming out. Everybody wants George Pickens to fall. They're talking about his personality and stuff like that. You see it all. You see it every year. There's the guy that they want to fall. So, what are the possibilities that the Browns are, you know, have already signed with Javion Clowney and are going to go wide receiver at 44? Let me hit you something, Manny. Let me hit you. That was a hot take, and I got something even hotter to throw back at you. Ooh, so, it's, you know, it's, it's just kind of like twofold. I think Javion Clowney and the Cleveland Browns are the perfect couple for each other because they don't really want each other. They don't yeah. really want each other. The Cleveland Browns don't really want to pay Jadavian Clowney as much money as, as what they're going to probably have to. And Jadavian Clowney wants even more money and really probably wants to be somewhere else because he wants to get more money. Here's the problem. There is no other team that probably really wants him, you know, yeah. especially. So I think – and here's what I think to, to your point, Manny, which I'm glad that you brought up that point up. And I think what, what, what the two camps are, look, I think Jadavian Clowney probably told the Cleveland Browns, like I said, I, I'm in no rush. So let's let the draft unfold because guess what? The Browns don't draft a defensive tackle or somebody really good. Guess what? Now Jadavian Clowney looks at himself and says, you know what? I'm even handsomer now. And you know what he might be saying too is if the Browns can get rid of Baker Mayfield in any way, shape, or form, and, and, and even if they have to, you know, eat 15 million of the 18 million, that's still $3 million. $3 million that for Jadavian me. Clowney yes. so, so it's a yes. marriage of convenience. Like I said, they don't really like each other or want each other. But at the end of the day, it's the best dance partner you got. 
and that's the one you're going to ride with. And I think so. Eventually, I think it is going to get done, and I think it might actually get done sooner than later. I think it it, it depends if, if we can get rid of Baker and and, and, and you know because we're going to have to buy a draft pick. But Baker, it's like okay, so say Carolina wants to come to the table, okay, and so they're going to say, you know what, I want a third round pick, and Carolina's going to look. I don't, I'm not going to give you a third round pick, but but we'll say we'll eat. 15 million dollars of that contract and they're like well you know what then you're buying yourself uh, you know it may come down to maybe a fourth round pick and they'll eat yeah. half of it and, um, and said you, you could work that way out so essentially you're just buying a pick and you want to get rid of the dude anyway so so hot take yeah. manny but uh, i hope i hit you with something hot <laughs> i like oh. it i like it i've got a theory mm. so like as uh manny said like have it out there that we're going to take an edge but we actually do take an edge and then we do sanja davion clowny we play Jadav Young Clowney more at the D tackle position. I know he's not a D tackle, but you have him and Miles Garrett on the same side of the line. You sign, which I think that we will get like a Akeem Hicks post draft closer to um, training camp. I just think that we get that big body top D tackle in there with it in the mix. But like, I don't think that Jadavian Clowney is going to be that every down like D tackle. So you'd have. Miles, Clowney, Akeem Hicks, possibly David Ajob, whatever his name is. Matt, tell everybody why that works. Like, I know you're not the biggest fan of what, what uh, Christian just said, but tell us in the perfect world why that works. Because we know David Clowney, he's pretty good against the run, not like some edge. So, so, so you know the football. Let, let us know, let the audience know why that's like such a good fit in, in a perfect circumstance. Like, So not to flip it on you, Ed, but it it's not. It's really not a good idea. Um, you know, when you look at this defense, you look at and and I feel like I'm just repeating this, but since week nine, they've given up 130 rush yards per game, and that's with Malik Jackson, that's with Malik McDowell, both gone. Now you have a defensive tackle room, which I just said earlier. You know, outside of Sheldon Day, the next person up has only four starts. So it's just we. We still don't really have a big body there. I, I mean, maybe Tommy Togiai, but even Jordan Elliott, he's struggled with his weight, um, you, you know, being too small for the position and trying to put it back on, but still have that kind of speed and get off on the line. So it's just they have to make some kind of move here at defensive tackle, some kind of move to at least in like build up a run defense of just some sort. Because if you if you actually look at – because here's the thing. They made this trade for Deshaun Watson to go win a Super Bowl, right? That's what that's pretty much the premise. So if you want to win the Super Bowl, what you also have to do is have a stout run defense. Now, mm -hmm. in out of the past eight Super Bowl winners, five have led the league in some kind of rushing category, whether that's mm -hmm. yards per carry, um, you know, least uh, least runs of 20 plus yards or total yards rushing. Now, six out of eight of them have been at least top 10 in two of those categories mm. so it's just you you have to be able to defend against the run because if you don't you will lose time of possession and you know football is a blocking and tackling kind of sport you want to know how you beat the best offenses you hold on to the football yeah. didn't christian say in his scenario that we got a keem hicks so that's I mean, what i was going to ask you what i mean it's so under his scenario we have that big guy in the middle we put winovich on one side and we put Clowney next to uh, uh well and but like it's not i'm not but, saying like him as an every down because like i mean we but, got other guys in there so but the we thing, still have javian Clowney. I, I mean andrew barry and javian Clowney are in this tug of war of a contract already you really think that he's going to overpay at keem hicks 
True. See, I think you could talk them into it though, man. Because yeah. like you could like, look, at, look at this team. Look at you could because like the longer these guys are out there, the more they're going to be like, you know, I might need to sign a contract because it's getting closer and closer to the season. And I think the longer they wait, the longer it's better for the Browns on contract scenarios. But uh, there has been some <laughs> some questions on uh, on Twitter, and one of them is from Summer. Uh, <laughs> Hers is a uh, wire Ed sideburns uneven. <laughs> <laughs> that is true. That is true. And uh, well, I, I can't give the real answer. <laughs> <laughs> but there was another one. Uh, it's from uh, it's D G. Um, it says, "I feel like Ed looks like the manager you never want to interview with." <laughs> You know what? You're hired. How about that? <laughs> <laughs> I honest to God, when, when Christian was like, he was pulling up these questions, I was like, wow, you know, like, let's get some discussion going. And it would just end up just ripping on it. Like, that's fair. I'm sure the sideburns are uneven. I, like I said, I, 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 I <laughs> might have been partaking in things. But but at the same time, you know, she I mean, me the back. <laughs> so. She's right. I'll just dim the lights out of it. We'll just turn <laughs> the lights down a little bit. What was that look? getting back to it. Mac, I just want to, I just want to, so, so what, now, in this scenario, though, what if you are able to get a key mix? Because like what I was saying, Obviously, mm-hmm. no one's knocking on Akeem Hicks' door right now at the moment. Yeah, it's 32, right? Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. like, what if you're able to get him on a one-year deal? Uh, I know he just came off the last – last uh, he came off a four-year, I think, 46, 45, $46 million deal. Um, but like, So, what if – or 48. So, what if you are able to get him on a one-year deal just to test him out because you know Andrew Barry loves doing one-year deals, and then you have the Miles Garrett. You have uh, – I know you were saying Akeem Hicks is 34, mm-hmm. but – See if he's interested in, uh, you know, being on the line with Miles Garrett, Jadavion Clowney, Akeem Hicks, and then somebody we pick up in the draft. Like to Christian's point. So what do you think about that? Yeah, it's just – well, the the problem with that is that, I mean, Akeem Hicks more than likely is going to be one of those players that goes after the draft. Um, like you said, he is a little bit older. He's coming off an injury-riddled season um, in 2021. But now in 2020, he was an absolute beast. Um, I believe he had like over 30 pressures or something in 2020 um, Mm. and was very effective from inside. And, you know, I, I would, I like, I'm not going to turn down Akeem Hicks, uh, but the the problem is, especially with his age, he's going to want more guaranteed money. He's going to want probably more than a year rental. Um, You know, he's trying to find something for at least maybe two years. I, I just really don't think that Andrew Barry kind of, I, I just don't think that he'll make the signing, but I, obviously mm-hmm. I would be okay with it. Um, right. And it definitely changes like how you look things going into the draft, but um, I, I just don't see it as a likely scenario. Okay. So, uh, yeah, as you said, but going forward, like as Ed was saying in Breakhead News, Jadavion Young Clowney's been missing. He's probably been in Norman, Oklahoma, as we said. And let's give our thoughts on the Baker statue. So, um, can I go first? And I want to say this too. Unlike Baker, 
I'm not going to go like I, what he, when he was in Denver was that game where he cut his hair or did something or shaved or did something yeah, you know, at halftime. And then, you know, he's, he was doing that. So summer, I will not be shaving, even though it's probably uneven and stuff like that, because unlike Baker, I'm a gamer and, and I'm focused with down with the Browns. And I'm going to answer this question, Christian, like and say this, you know what? At first, when I saw it, I thought, you know what? Helen Keller probably could have done a better job. But then but then but then I looked at it outside and, and I'm going to give it a little bit of credit in the light. You can you can kind of see it better, but here's the problem: what you see in the light, you see that his foot looks like it's backwards in the light as well. So so that's another problem. So maybe the light wasn't a good thing with that statue. Maybe yeah. they should commission a new one. And and as much as you know, we like to have fun with Baker jokes and stuff like that. Um, nobody deserves a statue like that. <laughs> nobody deserves yeah. that. Nobody I feel does. so bad for him because of all the stuff that's happened to him over the past like four or five months. Man, the dude's been ragged on. Like I mean, we joke about Baker and stuff sometimes. But, like, the dude's been constantly ragged on. And I think it's been a little too far, like, just the hate that this dude's gotten the past couple months. Like, I mean, there's a difference between hating somebody's skill on the football field than actually hating the guy. But, you know, this that statue's, like, really bad. Like, that, it's terrible, man. Like, it looks like the guy from Terminator. It does. <laughs> like, for real, like, it, it's his statue. It's not Baker Mayfield. <laughs> I, I mean, like, put your put yourself in his shoes, man. Like, you, you know, you're going through all of this. Your your college has been hyping up this Heisman statue for the yeah. longest time. I, I feel like it's been three or four weeks. Yeah, you know, yeah, it's been a while. And he goes there. They unveil this. And <laughs> for some reason, instead of, like, putting, like, a helmet on him, they do his bare face with, with the headband – but it's not detailed enough, so it just looks like an elongated. Well, at least forehead. his sideburns weren't uneven. <laughs> I mean, it looks truly awful. I, I, I don't understand. Like, you're a Division One football program, and you just don't like you want to put a statue about one of your, one of the best quarterbacks of all time. Yeah, and and yet it, it turns out like that. It, it's just kind of like, the, all right, the, you might as well just not have the, the statue. You might as well now. And the question I, you know, I, I talked to you guys about this earlier pre-show, but the question that I had really is, okay, so you have Sam Bradford from Oklahoma who won it in 2008, right? Uh, Jason yeah. White from Oklahoma. Obviously they're all from Oklahoma, but won it in 2003. My question mm-hmm. is, okay, well, if there's a Heisman uh, lane or road or whatever they call it yeah. for those other statues, are they just as bad? but it's just magnified because we have this big social media platform in 2022 as opposed to 2008. Like, I don't know. I'm not an Oklahoma person. And if I had a friendly Oklahoma fan who's in Oklahoma, I would ask them, hey, can you take a picture of Sam Bradford's? Can you take a picture of Jason White's? Because if they're all trash, then I'm like, okay, well, it makes more sense. It It makes more sense. It's, you know, and I understand you're saying, Mac, they're, 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 it's Oklahoma football. You know what I mean? They have a lot of money, but like, yeah. You know, it is still is college, right? It's not like it's like you can't in Ohio where the busts are like, you know, 3D printed and they have all that money to like, hey, this is the reason why, yeah. you know. But so I don't know. I, I That's my question to Have you seen his plaque, though? Who's? Bakers. Like they give them plaques, too. Really? Like it's it's pretty not, bad. No, I didn't see the plaque. It, it's pretty bad, too. I mean, wow. why not just put the helmet on him? Just make it yeah, easier. That's you, why you should not do it with detailed face? Yes. Like, yes. You, yes. You took that. I was even surprised before I even looked at the actual face. Like when yeah. I first, my first initial thought when I saw the picture was, I thought he would have a helmet on. It's it, that's the easiest way exactly. to do it. Well, the Sam Brad, the Sam Bradford right here. If you can kind of take a look at that one right there, the Sam Bradford, it doesn't have a helmet on. 
Oh, okay. Okay, so that's consistent. Yeah, that's that, consistent. That also, hey, like, I, I can tell you guys it, they're consistently bad, it looks like. Okay, okay, okay. That helps out a lot. And we should tweet and we should tweet that out or something because like they're consistent. Not that I, I get it. It's 2022, you know, with Brown's Twitter. We love making a big thing about it. It it, it wasn't the greatest yeah. looking statue, I'll be completely honest. But if they're all kind of bad, then hey, you know. Oh jeez! That's black. That? that is not. Oh. I got issue with that. I got issue. That, that, with that. that looks like a guy that. Why is it drastically different from the statue? That's what I'm saying. That's not even like remotely. You know who it kind of looks like? From the statue. It looks like your local like Chick Fil A like manager. Like employee like of the just, month. Well, that's what. Who? What, who was I? Who? What did the DG say? I was somebody. What am I? Somebody, somebody you didn't want to oh, interview yeah. with. You want to interview with this man? He looks like he would be like. My pleasure, da, 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 have a free meal. When you free quickly flashed it, it sort of looked like Baker. When you quickly flashed it, it sort of kind of looked like Baker. But like, I mean, I, I, I <laughs> that have is not, uh, that is not Baker Mayfield. Like, close one eye. Yeah. No, no, what about, like, if I turn all the lights <laughs> off in my house, it does look like Baker. You <laughs> turn all the, all the lights, all the lights. Bro, Mac, I was gonna uh, for two seconds. I was gonna say, "Oh wow, yeah, they got." But that, like, if you quickly, uh, yeah, never mind. Probably <laughs> Manny, Manny, I just oh. think you're a nice guy. I, I, I just, I'm, gonna, I'm a nice know, guy. I tried, I tried. You're, you know, that's somebody you got look paid for the for best. It. Their, people, you really do. It's their job yeah. to do that, and now it's like trash. But I, I'm sorry to whoever did it. I apologize. You did the best you could. I, I hope. I mean, did did they? <laughs> I know. <laughs> Well, or was it just I, I mean, it looked thrown together. You're going to promote something for four weeks, and then you're going to lay that turd out on national. If I'm the Oklahoma yeah. quarterback, and I'm gonna, about to win the Heisman, well, I'm having a bad game. I don't want to win the Heisman. <laughs> yeah, don't no. There's no point winning the Heisman. Kyler Murray is shaking in his boots for when his when his Kyler Murray does not want that. He's mad, bro. He's Kyler Murray does not want that. That's hilarious. You know what? But uh, going back to Baker and, uh, you know, the possibilities of him getting traded this weekend, there's a couple of teams that's been named, like the Seahawks. I've heard Falcons, believe it or not, and then the Panthers. Um, they're all kind of in the mix for Baker, apparently. And, I mean, this could be the last week of Baker on the Browns, um, or it could not be. Like, I've heard that it could be – he could possibly sit the whole year, and instead of cutting him – I heard on CBD earlier today, um, I think, I believe I heard this correctly, that Baker could sit the whole season, the Browns just keep him, instead of cutting him, letting him go somewhere else during the season or before the season even starts, letting him ride it out on the bench. And then next year, when a team signs him, the Browns get a compensatory pick or a comp pick. So what are your guys' thoughts on that? Well, my, my take is this. I mean, in a perfect world, I, I, I think you, you want to get rid of them as soon as possible. Just just uh-huh. for for the building's sake, the morale of I think even the fans, I think I think that even the Haslam's are got to be cognizant of the fact that, you know, we are ready to move on with this, you know, two hundred and thirty million dollar Rolls Royce. And that's what, you know, and, and ready to rock and roll. And, and I think that, you know, by having him, him even if he if that were to play out during the season, then, you know, the commentators, when it's a big game, you know, or whatever like that, they're still going to back when Baker Mayfield's still on the, on the team. They're, 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 I mean, there's CBS, I mean, they're always going to bring it up, 
So, I mean. Um, sorry to interrupt. Yes. Kind of a cryptic tweet. Don't know if it means anything. Um, a guy that uh, I know Mac probably don't like. But uh, OBJ just tweeted. He said, the second time ain't nothing like the first. We got to make it count. Wait, no, he did not. This actually tweeted. Yeah, I, I like swear he tweeted it. 705, go look at it. Go look at it. I swear. No, on. Uh, <laughs> I mean, it sounds like a song lyric more than anything. Um, yeah, I know, but it's OBJ, so we got to talk. No, I'm kidding. I thought he sold his house or something today. Yeah. Did he? Yeah. We yeah. found a new one. Maybe he found a new one. He got I mean, that money, though. Or he could just stay out. I mean, I, I just don't understand. Like, you know, Ed, if, if I if I came down to, you know, wherever you live, you know, is there a <laughs> rumor Columbus, that you actually, We don't have potholes down in Columbus. It's beautiful. First of all, Ed, you don't live in Columbus. You say that you live in Columbus, but you live in the suburbs of Columbus. Stop it. Second. Okay. It, this would this situation would be like me walking into Ed's house saying I hate you. I never I don't want to be here and I'm never coming back. And then you leave. You just like my kids. My kids. And then, and then and then I come knocking on the door five minutes later saying, Hey, you know, I wanna I wanna be here. Just like my kids, they come back five wait, minutes. Wait, 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 can I can I go off of what you're saying, Mac? Here's yeah. the difference. It's like I actually kidnapped you. Brought you over to Ed's house and said okay. you need to stay here, and then you say I don't want to. Don't do that. Don't and then I that. let you. And no, and then I let you, and then I let you go. But then you come back on your own free will and say I actually liked it. People like people food. like me. I got that. I got that. That's the, like that's Stockholm the, syndrome. It's <laughs> that's the little subtle difference in this case. No, summer. <laughs> no. Yeah, summer, I agree. Summer. We got, we got to no freedom of telling people oh, no, not <laughs> Like he, I, I don't, I don't understand. Like fans treated him with so much just love and admiration. Be, and because this one is, I thought you liked toxicity. Will. It's man. the prodigal son coming back. I mean, I like, I like toxicity will. in, you know, in in my Twitter timeline, not in my <laughs> team's building. Like, it, you know, it's it, it, <clears throat> clearly it was Baker Mayfield. Like, and to be honest, it's crazy for me to even say because I don't want to go too much off the topic here, but because, but like, I just like. This is was why I feel so passionately about What do you say? Was it Eli Manning? Yeah, Eli wasn't good. Yeah, well, it was. It was. It was. The, it was <laughs> yeah. the kicking net. That was the problem in New York. It was the kicking net. He didn't like that kicking net. So, th so that's I give yeah. him also a pass for New York. But uh, they, I don't know. I just feel like like the fact that he's considering it as a complete free right free agent right now, and then he's like, you know what, Cleveland does seem cool. Like that's different than being traded here. But I mean, I do you want that type of player? Don't you LeBron want the, came back. the guy that wants that wants? <laughs> LeBron, hey, Mac, LeBron came back. Yeah, he learned how to win. OBJ got a ring just like LeBron did in Miami. Yeah, but LeBron was to trying win. to recruit people in Cleveland. OBJ back. was straight up telling people not to come. No, he, but he I saw the Instagram here. post. He's he saying come to Cleveland, buddy. I saw him. Yeah, buddy. I saw the comments. Listen. All I'm saying is, all I'm saying is, it it didn't leave as bad of a taste in my mouth because I understand he's coming back into his own free will this time. Uh, I will say, I will say that um, for the Baker compact, I, I I wonder exactly who. This is kind of hard. It's like a reverse question, but who would you get back next year? Like what? Maybe because I didn't do like serious research for the draft next year like i don't know who would fall to that third round pick next year basically like keeping baker this whole entire time my number one question would be 
how do you speaking of Odell, how do you treat this situation? Like, do you just say, stay home? Like, don't come to Bray at all. Like, like, like we'll pay you, but literally just stay home. I do podcasts or something. Just stay away from come on here. Come on, come on here, come on, come on down with the Browns and do one a weekly podcast. Is that what you, like? Like, I don't know what that looks like if you say, "Hey, I want to keep Baker Mayfield here to get that comp pick for next year." What does that look like? I don't know. I don't know. Maybe you guys have insight on that. But so, could you like, tell him to stay home? If we get him? Baker, if we get Baker on the podcast like every week, like will we discuss like what happened during the games and stuff? Like, will we break down like Deshaun Watson's? That'd be crazy. Could he be? A, he could he be our on like an on field analyst or well, our stay at home? <laughs> yeah, he, he got kicked he out. Be, he wouldn't be. Yeah, he wouldn't be. <laughs> He's not at but, but like, but like, that'd be crazy. That'd be so crazy. But he'd have a lot of time on his hands because he wouldn't need to learn the playbook. But would can the Browns do that? Like, can yeah, they? Pay yeah, yeah, I mean, yeah. I mean, the Texans, the Texans did it with Deshaun Watson um, when he originally, you know, wanted the wanted the trade, and he said, "I'm not true. coming to trade." You know, yeah. true, so, true. So they could, like, okay. they, I, I mean, they can do this, but the okay. problem is, is it really worth a third round pick? And you, you know, and there's two very big reasons why it's not at all anyways. worth it. Yeah, eighteen million sitting on the roster when this when they have an incomplete defense is just kind of ludicrous to me. Yeah, because you have the tools to fix what's wrong, and you are going for a Super Bowl right now, which means you need to have a A plus roster from top to bottom and and the fact that we're like not prioritizing a certain position because you have to think about it too i mean they still need tackle depth and granted you, you know with sam hubbard coming back he's also had two back-to-back season-ending injuries you have jack conklin who has not played 16 games and then as well as the nagging ankle injury for jed wills so it's just there are other things on this rock like it's not a hundred percent complete roster and now you have 18 million sitting there and all you're going to get out of is a third pick next year so you're dealing with that for a full season so what happens when somebody just gets baker on a bad day he goes on an interview and then he starts trashing the team yeah. I mean, there was – there was. All, and, I don't know who would be listening anyway. They're like, oh, we all know your situation. No, we'd all be listening. There's still stuff in the locker room that that yeah. he hasn't released because there's obviously something there that, mm-hmm. you know, that not everybody is reporting. So there's still stuff that can be aired out, and mm-hmm. it's just not at all worth it, especially for a third-round pick next year when they're in win-now mode. So, well, okay, would you rather us do that – or nobody trade for him, and we have to cut him and just eat the eighteen. I don't think oh, we're going to eat eighteen. I, I would just say get as much money back as you can for Baker, and just make sure somehow that he does not go to Pittsburgh. I mean, that's the two clear objectives. I'll tell you something right now: if you if you if you ate thirteen million and made him fought one year five million dollars, he's probably going to Pittsburgh. I like I truly believe that. Like I like I, I like. You Are you I scared of that, Manny? <laughs> I'm not scared of that. I'm scared about I'm, how I'm going to let you talk, man. Sorry. Oh, yeah. Just real quick. I'm scared of him being good in Pittsburgh. Oh. Does that make sense? Does that make yeah. sense? There's a subtle. I, I well, really. <laughs> it is the Browns. Like, that is that would be the Browns' look for Baker have, to go that's to true. That is true. That is true. and just flat out become MVP off. level. Like that would be the Browns' look. Like you trade, you trade for Watson. Watson's 
does what Watson does, but Baker goes on to Pittsburgh and becomes and really like well. MVP <laughs> caliber. Hey guys, I'm, not, I'm not even scared of Baker in this point. I'm scared oh, I'm of either. what the, what how complete the Steelers' offense would be. Because you think that's about true, it, you get true. Baker at quarterback, you have Najee, you have Najee Harris, who they do actually played really well, considering the fact that they had popsicle sticks on their offensive line last year. So, yeah. you know, they have a solid defense, as they do every single year. They have yeah. Deontay Johnson and um, Chase, oh Claypool, Chase, Anthony Chase Claypool, who's who's a head case, but, you know, he's still extremely talented. And, Pratt, uh, and Pat Fryermuth was a very solid tight end last year so you know they have the weapons and they have a solid defense all they just need to do is somebody just because at worst baker is a game manager matt here's what i'm doing on that on that roster like it's it's pretty frightening just mm-hmm. because it's the sealers yes i do summer i do i do yes absolutely. I, I think i For think people is- listening the question is do y'all think baker will go to the panthers i if the panthers do not take as soon as, the, as soon as the Giants are done with their fifth pick, if after the sixth pick, they choose Charles Cross. If they do not take anybody, if they take anybody other than a quarterback, I believe Baker Mayfield will be on the Carolina Panthers. Uh, yeah. I so my buddy, he's actually a really, really big Panthers fan. And he was telling me, he said, it the, from what he's seen and what he's heard, it's looking like they're going to go after uh, Charles Cross is that his name? Charles Cross. Yeah, yeah, the offensive lineman from uh, Mississippi State. Mississippi State. Yep. Tackle, yeah. Tackle, he yep. said that they're really high on him. That yep. the main objective is a lineman for the Panthers mm-hmm. because they think that Sam Darnold is good. They like truly believe that, and he said that he personally does not want Baker, but he could see it happening. So, I think it's gonna happen. I just, it's a later pick. I think I think it, it's and I and I think that I don't know if I don't know if Carolina would want to I don't know I, I I'm not a huge this is this is the problem this is why I I like focusing really kind of heavily on one team or the teams in our division I don't know yeah. exactly what the Panthers would really do or what they value I know they're the only one in the top ten who like uh, I believe I believe they're like they have that weird pick in the middle of the top ten where there's a lot of teams who have duplicate picks. Um, either yeah, in the round teams. or in the top, you know what I mean, like or in in the top ten. So I think they're like, hey, do we really want to just take a quarterback right now? Like, do, do we really want to go Malik Willis or Kenny Pickett, and then that's it? I think they want to beef up that offensive line, and I think Charles Cross is the way to go. Here's the deal in Carolina. I'll give you a little bit of and why I think that the Baker would be a perfect fit there. Matt Rule's going into his third year. They got a new owner that you know who's what the richest owner in the NFL or whatever that Tepper guy. Um, yeah. So yeah. you got a, you got a head coach that needs to kind of win now. He could draft his quarterback, but you know like Kenny Pickett or something like that. But then you know you're buying yourself one to two years of, of sucking even more. Where that owner I think wants to win now. I think like you said, Christian, they do think Darnold. They're a little bit higher on Darnold than most people are. <laughs> Uh, but also, so I could see them obviously getting an offensive lineman with that number six yeah. pick and then bringing in Baker. Because, I mean, having Baker and Darnold, it, I mean, you can say what you want about those two. But if you have everything else solid, you can, you can win games. And I mean, Sam and Darnold no, wasn't bad. You know, it, it, yeah. Wasn't he 3-0 and at one point when Christian McCaffrey was healthy? And then Christian McCaffrey went down and obviously they're tra- they're, they, they yeah. just flipped. But so did, yeah. Sam Darnold could win you games. We all thought it was the Jets. I did, I did too. You know, when they when he was 2-0 and or 3-0 and or whatever. So... Um, that's a huge possibility. That's a great point. Ed. That's a great point. You want to get yeah. some protection aligned for it and keep Christian McCaffrey's healthy. But you know, we do play the Panthers this year in Charlotte. 
Mm-hmm. So that would be probably one of the biggest games of the year. That would be that, that, that would I, be one that the Browns would have to win because you're sorry, getting everything yeah. that man has. That's that's going to have that whole stadium. That chip, all wild. that big chip. That, that chip. chip's going to be on that shoulder. Let's see if it, it's on that shoulder. Chip is on that shoulder. Is it a Pringle or is it like what top chip we talking? Sour cream so and onion. The thing is, <laughs> I I did I did hear an interesting stat from Adam Schefter. Um, a abnormal amount of teams are trying to trade trade down here in this year's compared to in years past. Um, now, when looking at this QB class, it's very shallow. I mean, there's Malik Willis and then a bunch of even more wild cards because, you know, at his best, he's still going to be a gamble. Now, mm-hmm. I do think that he's going to be good in the NFL just purely off of athleticism and his leadership and the way he's able to command an offense. Um but outside of him, I mean, you have Kenny Pickett, who's, again, thrown with wide receiver gloves. You can't really trust that. Um, Sam Howell, who's really kind of unproven. Um, and then you have the old Miss quarterback who, you know, had that, what was it, an ankle injury in the bowl game? Mm-hmm. So Matt Corral. Yeah, Matt Corral. Um, so it, it's I, – I, I think what might happen – I don't think Malik Willis is going to be there at six. You know, so I think they're going to look at it. This now, this draft class is extremely deep at offensive tackle. So I know for a fact, if they want to bolster that offensive line, they definitely can. In in with um, you know with the sixth pick there. So, um, and just like to Ed's point, you know, Matt Rule is going to be on his third year, and the seat's getting kind of hot. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, they need to win now, and even with how good Malik Willis, I, I think, will be. Um, you, you know, it's going to have a rocky start and being in the NFC South where, you know, the Falcons, um, are, you know, trying to better their, better their roster here. You know, Saints are going to bring back Jameis and they had a pretty good offense until, until, you know, he had the knee injury and then you have the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. So you have to compete in that division, you know, to make the playoffs and it, probably best case scenario, they're going to be third and grab a wild card spot. And, you know, they need something that where they can win now. So, you know, the Baker trade makes a lot of sense. They have the money. They have the picks. So mm-hmm. they get their quarterback immediately, and then they can just build more through the draft because realistically it, it's all about Baker's contract, right? It's how much this team is going to eat. So they can yeah. eat it. They can eat a lot of it and then just throw a low-level pick, like a maybe maybe fourth. Maybe third. I, I don't. I don't yeah, know. Yeah, if the Browns would have to eat, probably. Yeah. 16, yeah. The more, yeah. the more the Browns so, eat, the better the pick. Yeah. Do you think? Do you think that the Browns get a pick in this year's draft when they trade Baker, or do you no, think, think it'll be next year. year's? I think next year. Maybe, maybe like a fifth or a sixth. Maybe, maybe a swap. Okay. But, do you think it's like a late? Do you think you get multiple picks for Baker? No, I think, think I think next year. Get, I think I think you'll get a third or a fourth next year. And I think that's yeah. what Barry wants because I know yeah. we um actually next year I think we gave up with the, I don't know what it is. We have We've more got, three. We had two technically before the Watson trade. Um because we got that compensatory pick for Quezzy going to the Vikings. So we still got two. Or had two before that trade. And you and I, I kinda want to touch on a little bit what what Max said. I think the reason it's starting, my, the, the gears are turning in my head, and I think the reason why it would be better for the Browns uh, to trade Baker to the Panthers and better for the Panthers to a uh, trade for Baker Mayfield is because you also add in that quarterback duel. 
You know what I mean? That quarterback duel that you that you kind of it's a safety net for you as the Panthers. You were three and zero with Sam Darnold. You saw a little bit flashes when Christian McCaffrey was healthy. That's fantastic. But at the the other flip side, you also you know you have. Um, I think it's DJ Moore. You have DJ Moore and you have mm-hmm. your, Charles Cross as a, a tackle. And don't forget, you also got a familiarity there with Hollywood Higgins. So, you know, who's on the uh, Carolina Panthers now as well. So it might behoove the Carolina Panthers to try to make that move. I, I can't see exactly where it would go wrong now, what we would get and for that. It's interesting, that, but their defense is low key, got some studs on it. You got Brian Burns, yeah, JC Horn, JC Horn, the Horn. Although he 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 was he was a little bit injured, I think last year he, he Dante uh, Jackson, something. Um, then they got those. Uh, their front four's not but too bad. I can't really put names on people, but I know they got uh, that. His last name's Brown. They picked him in last year's draft, like right. the draft we got. Uh, Jedrick. Can't remember his first name. Falcon Brown. No, no. Um, he's from Ole Miss, though. I remember. I think. He's an SEC kid. I know that. Uh, but anyways, yeah, I, like if we can get something for Baker, that I'd that'd be just awesome. I mean, eat a couple million, get a pick. And, you know, speaking of picks, we got to talk Derek. a little bit about the Derek Brown. Derek Brown. But speaking of, like, getting a pick for Baker, we got to talk a little bit about the draft. It's this week. Starts on Thursday. Mm-hmm. And, well – we actually don't got a pick in the first round. We may, may not. Andrew Barry kind of said it's unlikely. But still interesting to talk about. The Browns pick, first pick is at 44 in the second round, which is on Friday. Um, so who do we believe will be the pick at 44? Right now, right now I have Drake Jackson. I love the athleticism from Drake Jackson, 6'3". Six, uh, six uh, you know, he, he has a great secondary bull rush. Uh, I know for one of the problems that a lot of scouts were saying is that he uses his arms a lot and arm tackles and, it, it, you know, um, uses his arms too much, just arm tackling rather than, you know, um, clearly wrapping up, getting his body into the tackle. So I think for, for, for me, I love Drake Jackson though. Uh, I, it, it fits a, it fits a need that, 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 uh, that we need on the Cleveland Browns. But I, again, I, but after that, I really do believe that if the Browns go edge or slash D tackle with 44, I believe they're yeah. going to double dip at wide receiver uh, with 78-99. I, I, I do. I do. And, and and shout out Wandale Robinson. I know you're already whispering over there. Uh, he's a he's a great guy. I know. I know isn't Wandale a little shorter, 5'8", five, five, I think? Five, he's, eight, five, listed, he's listed at 5'11". Homeboy's not 5'11". Yeah, he's I, about 5'7", five, 5'8". Five, I know you watched him live and in person. So, I, I you know, I, I, I like Khalil Shakir. I, I like what he was saying on, on, I think it was Good Morning Football or something. They had him on really early, interviewed him. Uh, seems like a, a, a great guy. Uh, obviously, he, he said he models his game off, off of uh, – uh, Cooper Cup, but I mean, obviously, you want to. Everybody wants to say that as a draftee, right? You want to yeah. pick the great, the, the triple crown winner at wide receiver. But he said he loves to. He wants to be a guy who run blocks, which a lot of wide receivers don't really say. And on a team, uh, if you love run blocking, I told you this, Christian, when you were driving. If you want to be a run blocking wide receiver, you probably don't want to go to the Chiefs, right? Obviously. So if you want to be somebody who doesn't mind run blocking. Hey, what better to go to one of the best run, running teams in the NFL? Um, that's a huge plus. So uh, I just did a PFF draft. I had Drake Jackson, Alex Pierce, and then I had uh, David Bell. I took a chance on David Bell, but uh, uh, he fell to me at 99. So I was like, okay. Uh, so I double dipped the wide receiver. But I think 44, Drake Jackson is going to be uh, a Cleveland Brown on Friday. 
Okay. I, I, I'm not sorry, Miss Jackson, on that one. I'd love to have some meat from Drake Jackson. <laughs> no sorry, Miss Jackson, over here. Yeah, I, I think I think you know I saw some things today about and I and I think that it's either between Drake Jackson and uh, Pickens, the wide receiver from uh, Georgia. But mm -hmm. I heard some things today, a little breakhead news on Twitter because I was out there in the Twitter battlefield today. <laughs> and I saw some things about uh, George Pickens saying that he might be a little bit of a head case. He might be a little bit of a diva, and <laughs> all wide receivers are. I don't actually mind that. I I think you bring him in the Cleveland Browns, if you believe that he can be that number one guy, especially from Ari Cooper, I don't know how, you know how long he stays in Cleveland or whatever, but develop into that number one guy for years to come on a rookie deal. If, if you feel like he's got the most talent, which I do think he does, um, I'm not really worried that he's a diva. He's a wide receiver. It comes with the territory. And if, uh, but with the breakhead news about the, what Christian said about uh, OBJ, I say get Pickens, get OBJ. Let's, let's bring them all. Let's run it back in Cleveland. Right, let's do this. Matt, the stadium. So, like, um, I, I'm, I'm going to be honest with you guys. I'm just getting nauseous just talking about diva wide receivers. Um, you, you know, personally, I'd prefer a guy like Amari Cooper that just puts his head down and, you know, goes to work. There's more about, you know, his route running and his attention to the playbook. You can do both. You can there, do is, both. there is a lot of speculation about George Pickens, um, and especially – when your highest pick in the draft is 44, you really want to make your first selection with a guy with character issues. It's going to be a gamble. You need something that can make immediate effect for me. That's Travis Jones. Now in the past, I've talked a lot about like Logan Hall. Um, now, you know, right now there's not a really a true D tackle in that room. That's a true run stuffer, big body that that's in the middle. And the Browns need that. He's not an every down player. Well, right now you have Taven Bryan, um, you have you have Chase Winovich, you have uh, Jordan Elliott, you know, guys that can rotate in to brush the pass or a defensive tackle. Um, but here's the thing with Travis Jones, he can take advantage of slower guards and, you know, with the in terms of like moving laterally, he has a very good swim move um, and he takes double teams well. Mm. And again, I, I don't know why there's like this kind of concept out there that, the, the Browns' run defense is perfectly fine, even though missing three-fourths of their defensive line right now. So to pick on offense again, now I will say this. You know, if they pick wide receiver at 44 and they go with, you know, Traylon Burks or George Pickens, the only way that I can see this working in their favor would be if they snagged Perry and Winfrey. That's right. Uh, I, I was just you know, in the third round. You read so, my mind. I was going to say, I don't like Travis Jones because he's a, a one, you know, first and second down player. But Perry on Winfrey, he could be on all four downs. Well, you know, so that's why that's my guy. And I'm glad you just mentioned his name. Well, Great mind well, yeah, and he adds a little bit of attitude, too. I, I mean, you know, you, you have a guy like Miles Garrett who's a freak athlete, but still pretty calm in nature. Um, you know, you have a guy that brings a little bit of nastiness to the defense. When was the last time that you had a Browns defense that was up in somebody's face every single game? I, I mean, that was great. That was a Greg Williams defense that we saw in tw the back half of 2018. Um, well, I should say all of 2018. Come get some. Come yeah, get come get some. Exactly. And they need that kind of mentality. Um, you know, Perry and Winfrey, he's not the best athlete, but he still moves pretty well for his size at 6'4", 303. And he doesn't give up on a play. You know, he's not one of those guys where you'll see him on tape and, you know, he's he's dogging it a couple seconds into the play. He's still hustling. Whether he's got the angle and could do it or not, you, you know, he's working into his second and third move on pass rushes. So I really like his energy. Now there's a lot of speculation that, you know, he's not too good against the run. But 
when he gets into somebody's chest and he fires off the line of scrimmage, I like my chances with Perry and Winfrey. And maybe you can also bring back some of those Oklahoma fans who left. So, you know, he's from Oklahoma. Bring him on back. You know, hey, I don't know. I don't do know. they like Kyler Murray? Do those Oklahoma fans like Kyler Murray? Yeah. I don't, I, hey, there might be Cardinals. Oh, fans no. We're, hey, no. Don't. we're not starting that. Yeah, no. <laughs> Man, he started it. We're, we're, no, we're going to shut that down <laughs> right now. It. It. Shut, shut it down. Shut it down. Shut it down. Perry on Winfrey. I like Perry on Winfrey. You know, I used to be on the Travis Jones um train he is still secondary i'm not off of it um but it just drake jackson as we got closer to the draft has, has pushed up for me but well, uh, all aboard baby travis jones train baby i'm pumping it up we okay, need travis right. jones in cleveland it's he's a, he's a very good i my my thing on him is that it's he's very when he fires off the line he's a very hard to stop and he's, you know, he's a big body guy. He's got, he's got the length in his arms, and he can definitely rush, rush the passer. He's quick enough to beat slow guards off of. What do you got? Just wait. You ready? Hop on. Choo choo train. Let's do it. <laughs> Come on, baby. That's all we need. Listen, you have hounded this podcast and harassed us all for the Browns to get a defensive tackle. Yeah. Here and I've started the train for a defensive tackle, which I think. Probably your best option at the pick. I love Travis Jones. I need him in a Cleveland Browns uniform at 44. I think you get him. You just you're, – No, you're Christian, getting... you like him over Perrion Winfrey. Why? Why do you like him better? You Travis. already know the answer. I mean, he could he could take I a already know the answer. Answer. You already know the answer. It ain't even involving any skill. He's <laughs> just a phenomenal player. I like, I mean, he's a great I player. I respect you even more, Christian. I, I don't you. need – Sorry to any Boomer Sooner fans that are listening. <laughs> I, I wanted to man, yep. you guys have burnt me out. <laughs> are you doing the horns? Are we horns up? Horns up. Horns up. I'm not. I'm not partaking in this. I'm, I'm not partaking. Not, <laughs> not, not on video. That's for sure. You're not. Gonna, I mean, I, I'm all for a defensive tackle, but to set, set a fire to the Oklahoma Sooner fan base. I, I mean, it's I'm already a troublemaker. They they already had to look at that absolutely atrocious statue. Of one of the best quarterbacks in the in their college history, and then now they got to deal with. Come on, man! Like, take it, take it easy on the state of Oklahoma. They've already had enough. They'll be crap. okay. They'll be okay. Yeah, would you? They're used would, to it. Apparently, from what Ed said about the statues. Yeah, so. <laughs> breaking news. Breaking would news. you guys? Would you guys agree with what what I was saying about the double dip in wide receiver? Then, if we're gonna go, oh yeah, yeah. Sure. Okay. Actually, okay. I think okay. we double dip because I think I think Jadavion Clowney's a Brown. My theory, I don't know if that's going to actually happen. That's just if we do take Drake Jackson, I right. think that that's a possible theory. Right. But if we do go Travis Jones, I still think we double dip in wide receivers and then double dip in defensive tackles. Okay. And then and you, I you, think you have uh, Neil, Neil Farrell Jr. Might be Neil there. Farrell Jr. and Mark, Marcon McCall from Kentucky. Yeah, 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 yeah. I think yeah. a lot of – McCall, he got hurt early in the season last year, so his stats aren't the greatest for last season. But when he was on the field, you knew McCall was on the field. He was—he actually came back for the uh, for the bowl game, played really well, and then he was in the Senior Bowl playing really good. And so, I just—I—I I think it's—it's going to be important to address that 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 D tackle spot, obviously, because you want to get a young guy in there who will take over for when 
Travis Jones. <laughs> so for takeover for when Miles Garrett starts to get to the back half of his career, and we don't have Jadavion Clowney anymore, and you now start to bring up a new captain on that on that line, and and so just just as the, in the same breath, you want to do the same thing with wide receiver. Obviously, you're gonna have to Sean Watson for the next five years. Yeah. You want to get a couple of guys he has a rapport with. Um, if you're not gonna go after. Uh, uh, Willful that would train Brandon Cooks train all that's kind of kind of passed and and, and mm-hmm. gone but I'm mean, gone and passed but so I think that double dipping a wide receiver D tackle I think we're gonna have a happy happy day on Friday I think we're gonna have a couple of, a couple of dogs uh, uh, come into the Cleveland Brown and the dog pound so I, I I'm really excited for it and and it's gonna be great I think it's gonna be great I think we're gonna have some good some we're gonna be happy either way There's a lot of players we all like I hope so. Can we have full disclosure uh, on this podcast for all our viewers out there? Full disclosure. Now, we all know Christian loves his Kentucky Wildcats. And I got to mention Luke Portner, whatever like that. I think we should take him at 202. I think uh, Robinson, obviously, you want him. And, and, and there's, you know, there's like the linebacker or whatever like that. So, so in a perfect world, uh, Christian, could you draft five Kentucky Wildcats that you could be happy with? No, nah, see, I'm, I'm not that big of a bias guy. I mean – We've never really picked Kentucky players. The last guy I can really remember that we even had even close to the roster was Dorian Baker, and he was just a practice squad guy back in 2018. Um, shout out to Tim Couch, though. We love. Yeah, him. shout out to Tim Couch. Uh, you can join us. Anytime. I was I was just a baby when he was with the Browns, but you know. Uh, anyways, I get flashbacks. Uh, but you know, if if we get one guy, Kentucky's finally put some guys that are, can actually can actually make it in the NFL. Uh, and there's a few going in the draft. If we can, I really want Wondell Robinson. I think he's a game changer. That's just that's more than just a buy. At one eighteen, I, I say Robinson at one eighteen. I don't think he slips that far. I, if he does, though, I'm, I'm snatching. If he if he's there at ninety nine, man, you ninety nine. I was there. about to say that was my next. Yeah, 99. if he's there at ninety nine, you got. If he's there at ninety nine, yeah, yeah. Would you would you take would you take Wondell over if David Bell fell at ninety nine? Oh, don't put me in that situation because <laughs> like my bias is going to come out, but. You know, I'm just – after seeing Wondell play, man, and him doing everything he did at Kentucky, like you guys don't understand, Kentucky has never been known as a football school. Yeah. And for him to come in one year and set on them records. Yeah. But – so, and, and and I feel bad because I, I feel like this whole time I've been playing devil's, devil's advocate and eventually by the end of this a lot of people are going to hate me because I'm, I'm just – I'm pushing back. And it's – you know, but – you know, you you look at pick seventy eight. Let's let's just say hypothetically at forty four, they take the defense tackle or they take they take edge. They go defense uh-huh. regardless. You know, at seventy eight, I think a hundred percent they take the best wide receiver available, which I do think is going to be Sky Moore. Now, mm-hmm. in terms of speed, um, almost identical forties. Sky Moore is a little bit taller, about three inches. Got a little bit more weight on him, and he, I mean. To have an almost 100-catch season, um, you know, 1,300 yards and lead the FBS in broken tackles, you know, what the Browns are trying to replace is that Jarvis Landry, that slot guy, the high-volume catches, right? And Sky Moore is that almost replica of it. Now, Wandale Moore, I absolutely love him in the slot, and he's a very quick, quick kind of guy, but... You know, if it's down to Sky Moore and Wandale, I'm taking Sky Moore. Okay. I have two questions for you, Mac. One, do you what, the, the, both simultaneously? You can answer both simultaneously. They're, they're short answers. But one, do you think that Sky Moore falls to 78? And two, does Western Michigan concern you? Like, does playing football at Western Michigan concern you? 
So there's a there's a lot of I'll, I'll answer the second question first. There's a lot of wide receivers that come from like no name colleges. I, I mean, you look mm-hmm. at yeah. Terrell Owens, Antonio Randy Moss from Marvel. Um, Randy Moss, where AB went. You, you know, um, AB went to West, he went he to Central Michigan. Central Michigan. So you know, there are wide receivers that can come from you know no name schools and be Very and be point. great. Um, you, you know, now do I think he falls at seventy eight? Every single draft simulator I've done, he falls I did it just now twice. It's just, <laughs> it's it's going to be hard because there is a and and I believe this it was on the Barking Browns that I was talking about this. Um, I believe it was because I, I I think Jacob Roach brought this up. Mm-hmm. There's a huge drop off in terms of so you know obviously you have the first round guys you have you know Jameson Will um, Jameson Williams. Garrett Wilson, Chris Olave, those kind of types, and then you have the ones that are slipping a little bit, uh, the Traylon Burks, the the George Pickens, and then once you hit like Sky Moore and Wandale Robinson, there's floors coming out from under you. There's yeah. really nothing, Jaylen nothing Cole there Cole outside Cole of yeah. Bo Melton, Bo Melton, Rutgers. That's who Jake. Well, I, I'll, I'll say yeah. this: John Mechie, um, I I love him. Um, you, you know, the problem is, is what. Hail. Yeah, health. So mm-hmm. it's it's gonna be it's gonna be really interesting to see where everything falls. Um and especially with A B being the draft whiz that he is. Um mm-hmm. and, and you brought up a great point, Manny. We are gonna be happy on Friday because in A B like and I don't mean to just come out on strictly blind faith because I don't know, I think that's kind of mm-hmm. crazy, but mm-hmm. also A B's nailed both drafts. Yeah, and yeah. Yes. free agency, he's handled yeah. everything pretty well. Um yes. You know, the big reason why there was a giant hole on the defense in 2020 is because Grant Delpit tore his Achilles in camp. Mm-hmm. You know, if he was there, it would have been dramatically different. Yeah. But, yeah. So I, I really do do think that, I, I mean, at 78, if he's not, if he's not on the board there, he's going to be taken like right before. I, yeah. I, I really think that his selection is going to be right in there for the exact reason that you were saying, yeah. Manny. He is from a smaller school. Mm-hmm. And this is how some of these guys slip. You, you'll never see a big, you know, um, a, a small school guy go, you know, round one. There, everybody's looking for the the Alabama kids, you know, yeah. guys from OSU, um, you, you know, Big Ten, SEC kind of kind of deal. And then you have these guys that slip a little bit that well, you know, or it's like it's sexier to pick yeah. the guy from Bama or Ohio State or these like top tier football. Because you're seeing them on TV every, every yeah, second. and you're, and you're you constantly know. hearing about them. They're in the college playoff, so like as soon as you hear that, or like one of these big bowl games, you're like, oh, this guy must be good. Like, mm-hmm. so. mm-hmm. But I think yeah. just just a quick side note in my head, Sauce Gardner. I feel like Cincinnati getting to the Final Four helped him out. A oh, yeah. lot, absolutely, like, and, I, and like to, to see him go against a power five Alabama like that yeah. and do what he did helped him out a lot tremendously. So, um, shout out to Cincinnati for there. But uh, before team. we go any farther, I want to make a full disclaimer. Um, I do not hate Boomer Sooners. I was just making a joke. Breaking news! Breaking news! Breaking news! Christian does not hate Boomer Sooners. Yeah, just wanted to make that disclaimer before I get canceled by Boomer Sooner Nation. Um, if we do get Perry on Winfrey, I'm going to be very hot as long as we do address that position and wide receiver. I think that those two are the biggest two needs we got on the team, and that's all I got right there. Uh, 
I have, and so I have one last question that's a hot take, but in the opposite direction, really quick, really straight to the point. Who do you guys feel, and I'll go first to guys to give some, some, some time, who do you guys feel will be the biggest bust in this draft? Um, for me personally, for me personally, I don't know why I'm getting this, but Kyle Hamilton, safety out of, out of Notre Dame, I don't know what it is, but he's drafted so high and is talked about so well will be and is talked about so much that it makes me like really I know he's six four I know he's a big body I know he has great tackling but it's like I don't know I think it'd be surprising that's why it's a hot take but I feel that he might be the biggest bust in the draft because of how high he's uh, talked about how high he's going to be drafted and his play on the field that's my that's my yeah. point so whoever you take the field. Mine is mine is a is is a duck, Thibodeau, the defensive end, oh, and, 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 and it has nothing one. to do with his, his physical ability. He's got it all, but he reminds me of somebody that the Browns drafted out of Penn State, defensive end Courtney Brown. And it's just like when they're on the field, they, you know, he had three sacks against the Bears in two thousand one, and he just dominated yeah. that game. And, and and when he's on the field, he did good things. I went to a Pittsburgh game, first Browns win at uh, at the time Cleveland Brown Stadium. Uh, and, and and he had three sacks, and and I think Kalon Thibodeau is the same way when he's on the field. But I just I think he's like a Zion Williamson. I think there's just something about just such freaks and the but the injuries and things like that. So and I don't know if his work ethic too. I, I kind of question that a little bit. Uh, but the, yeah, same with Zion Williamson, his work mm -hmm. ethic. But, uh, that that's my uh, pick for biggest draft bust. Go ahead, Mike. For for me and and I I I feel bad because I he's. He's honestly he's he's a great dude. Um, he comes from a little bit smaller school, D one. Uh, Kenny Pickett, I really mm. do. And you know, if he proves me wrong, great for him. And I have nothing personal against him. He doesn't have adult but hands. He doesn't have adult hands. The fact that you're going out there and you're throwing footballs in wide receiver gloves, it, it, it's just it's it, it's baffling. So there's a lot of speculation that he's going to stay in Pittsburgh and the Steelers are going to draft him. You know, the, the hometown kid, great story. Um, have you played football in December mm -hmm. in, mm -hmm. in the Northeast? Mm -hmm. A little bit, a little bit slippery, a little bit well, we wet. Did Pitts, we did play in Pittsburgh in November. And I mean, it's not like he hasn't played in Ella. <laughs> well, I mean, <laughs> we did actually play I mean the latest, the latest game that he played was in November. Well, it gets a little windy and nasty it, there sometimes. It, it, I think, and also if you add in the the variable of harder and tougher competition, like you know, I mean, these defenses in, well. in AFC North is not exactly your ACC defenses. You know what I mean? When you're you're going down, you're not going to fall for Florida a fake state. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, that slide cancel that'll get you killed. You, yeah, you know. So hit, but you, you know, I'm, you're more than yeah. likely not getting up. Yeah, yeah, yeah I was thinking about that. Yeah. Yeah. He's, he's taking your head off. He's got though. miniature hands. Miniature hands. <laughs> like it's like he's that in, bird. Yeah, tiny hands. Yeah, yeah. If he, if he plays for Pittsburgh, if he plays for Pittsburgh, we're doing this. <laughs> we're doing the little hand gesture. We'll get the little baby. You know the little baby hands that you can put on like your fingers. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Get that. Get that. Go ahead, Christian. What do you? Uh, what do you so you my bust of this draft. It's a wide receiver. Drake London, you know, I was kind of high yeah. on him at the beginning. Yeah, I was kind of high on the beginning. I mean, yeah. I was like, okay, yeah, these are some pretty impressive catches, and then started watching more. I mean, the PFF grade showed that he's a top, like top five in the nation last year. 
you know, the more and more I watched it, it was like he would like stop and he couldn't get much after the catch. Like, I mean, he can catch in transition or in transition in like uh in like jump ball. Like he can go up and catch it. He's like six, four, six, three, something like that. But I just, I don't know if that's going to translate. Well, I, I agree with you, Christian. Um, and, and all, I, I agree with you actually for like a different reason. My thing is, is when I look at Drake London state, he has, he can get separation. Um, and he's big enough to where he can break the tackles. But there's a lot of times, and and there's even a couple jump balls on his highlight where he makes the catch and he comes down, and it just feels like glass is breaking. Mm. And there's one of there's one of them where he makes this great goal line catch, comes down and it's a touchdown, and this yeah. dude is writhing his pain, and that's purely because of how big he is and how high he can jump. It, it just kind of reminds me, it, you guys ever see or read anything into Calvin Johnson and his injuries later in his career? No, no, no. Tell me about it. Well, so they um, they released like the football life on NFL Network about it, um, and they mm-hmm. interviewed him. And a lot of it was, you know, the same exact thing. He would, you know, he would jump up in the middle of these like three, four man piles. And he's so tall and he's so high off the ground. When you come back down, I mean, there's going to be a little bit of wear and tear. And especially when you're a bigger target. I mean, ask Rob Gronkowski how he's. Yeah, they feeling, always go for uh, Rob's legs. You know, on the Rob's shallow legs. end of end of thirty, <laughs> you know. He's a bigger target, and he's going to require bigger hits. And mm-hmm. to be that injury prone in college is a huge question mark, especially for the stipulation that he's going to be drafted within the first fifteen picks. Yeah, yeah, that's a very good point. I, I wanted, to, I wanted the reason I asked that question. I just wanted something that is that 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 a little bo- more controversial, like a, some a topic mm-hmm. that'll that'll get you that'll get you you know the blood flowing. So 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 very great answers. I think that um. It's going to be really interesting to see who out of this draft. And this is the first draft that I've done the most research on in, in my entire in my entire life. So Max, <laughs> no, Max <way>. <laughs> hey, we're, hey, we're, we're family, man. We're family. That is the biggest form of tampering I've ever seen. That's not Ed's. That's <laughs> Ned in Columbus. That's yeah, Ned in Columbus. <laughs> I've been hacked. I think I've been hacked. <laughs> He's hacked. That's but uh, yeah, we've. Uh, I think this has been a fun episode, boys. Great episode. Great episode, guys. We got to chat a little bit about the draft, about Jadavion, about uh, Terminator 2 statue. And, yeah, just been a So, been so a- really quick before we get out of here, um, because it, we did this on last show. We got to do this on this show. Next time that we get together, hopefully Jadavion Clowney is on the roster. I think the draft will be a big reason as to why. Once that draft's over, I think he'll be on the roster. We got to go me wrong, Jadavion. Signed. Sign the extension, please. We need to pull a Hugh Jackson and go watch the tape and see what we did for when we got Amari Cooper and when we got Watson. So uh, we will watch that tape in the wise words of Hugh Jackson. And go Browns. Go Browns, Browns, baby. Go Browns, baby. Yes, sir.